My name is Anthony Hudson, and welcome to my podcast, The Masterminds. Please join me every month as I bring interviews with some of the very best in the world of sports, from top football managers, sports psychologists, and the leading experts in the world of analytics, team culture, and leadership. First up, I'd like to introduce one of the most experienced managers in the game. Having managed some of the top teams in the world, worked with some of the best players in the game, won titles, trophies, worked on the continent. It's a real privilege and an honour to introduce Mr. Steve McLaren. So in your experience, how have you developed your philosophy, your, your playing philosophy? Has there been major influences on it? Um, what shaped it? Have you gone and actively seeked learning to try and shape it? Um, very lucky. Very early on, um, 31, started coaching. Took the youth team, reserve teams. Um, so it was four or five years where I could just experiment. There was no pressure. Results weren't important only to me and, and the team and the club. And I tried everything. I read everything, read every coaching manual, went on every course, went to see every coach. And I remember Glenn Oddle and uh, our dealers managing Swindon just down the road from Oxford. I used to go every Saturday and watch them play because they were playing three at the back. Hoddle was sweeper. Our dealers was playing the diamond. No one had ever seen the diamond before. And I was intrigued and fascinated and studied it and took it back to the youth team and tried to get my youth team to do it. And, and so I had four or five years where I could experiment, training methods, uh, physical, mental, tactical, technical, and, and just try things. What works, what doesn't work, what works with some players, what works doesn't work with some players. And it came out of that and went into uh, to Derby and, and had to really adapt to the philosophy that the manager wanted. And I think because I'd had a good grounding, good overall, I'd coached from nine years all the way through to first-team players, that I was actually ready to, um, what I say, the big word of, of managing, coaching is adapting. Adapting to situations, adapting to players, adapting to assistants, adapting to managers, uh, sport directors, owners, chiefs. And the main thing is, you know, I remember watching a Churchill film and in the morning he uh, went in his office and up there he had 25 hats on a peg. And he said to his wife, right, let's have a look, see which hat I need to wear today. And I thought that's exactly what a coach has to do. In every situation during the day, you have to put different hats on and you have to be a different kind of person. And um, that's what I had to learn, adapting. So you learned that, that, did that come naturally or did you have to...? Well, it was difficult because, you know, you, as, as a coach coming through, you're, you're quite stubborn and you're quite, but you, you can't be stubborn. Um, and I couldn't be stubborn working with Jim Smith. Um, he was a hard taskmaster, um, but it was, you know, I've just had the best teachers, really, and teachers who have just let me have the freedom to, to try things. But I think the grounding, the first four or five years at Oxford, 
I, and I recommend any coach, just get a job anywhere, any level, get a team. Just get a team and try and mould that team to win. Because at the end of the day, it's about results. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you play, what you do, what you do but it's about results. Yeah. Every level, whether you're on your way up or whether you're at the top, it's about winning. And especially nowadays. So find out what wins. And that's the first thing uh, going into to a club coaching. What wins? What will make my Saturday night a good night? Um, and work from that basis. So I'll work on, on principles rather than philosophy of, of you know, I want to build from the back, I want possession, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, I've many, many different systems, many different styles of playing and, and had to adapt, had to change and um, all for the sake of, of winning and staying in that job. Have you, ever, have you ever gone into a club, started a job, and had a, an ideal of how you want your team to play that's probably greater than um, the situation you're walking into? And have, have you tried to, f to force that or push that onto the team? Yeah, I think... I think... Um... I knew nothing about football until I went to Holland. Um, in terms of football, playing football, a different way of playing, um, total football as they call it. And then coming back from there and being successful um, and wanting to integrate that into the English game, which was totally alien at that time. And I tried to do that at Forest. And I couldn't recruit the players I needed to do it and the players couldn't do it. And therefore, um, it ended after about three or four months uh, when both, both parties thought this ain't going to work. Um, but I think the biggest example I can give is, is you know, the going into QPR uh, with young players. And they were good, talented, and wanting to play in a certain way of philosophy. We did that all pre-season. Uh, success, not success, through pre-season, but building. Um, but when the real ball comes in, when you start the season, that's when the true test is. And um, we lost our first four games and we lost 7-1 at West Brom and then 3-0 at home to Bristol. And, and then we just had a, a mass rethink. And uh, I said, you know, unless we adapt, and adapt this team and get results, we're not going to last very long. So we adapted and we went from an open, expansive build-up team to a transition team. Um, low block, defend the box for your lives, clean sheets, and um, hit teams on transition. And that's what we became and we, we said we, we're a transition team. We don't press, okay, yeah, yeah. we drop, we're yeah. compact, we defend the box for our lives and we transition and we win games like that. And, um, and the turnaround was remarkable. We, I gotta say, we did change philosophy and we brought in four experienced players. Right. Now, what works? Systems or yeah. players? And I'll take players all day because uh, it's about players. Um, and I've been thinking about this quite a lot 
recently and, and to coaches who... And I used to think, as a young coach, I can get any set of players or any player and I can change them. I can make them better. I can make this team. I can do this with this team. I can do that. No, you have to have the players. If I haven't got the players, it's no good. But we won the, the, the title in Holland and I'm thinking, you know, God, was that my great manager, my great coach? You know? No, it was the players. You know, we had a player, you know, don't get me, it's all about recruitment. We got a number 10 and he could score goals. Did the guy from, come to England? Uh, no, wasn't. It was um, Perez. Yeah, I remember. Quite that. famous in yeah, Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played for I IS. Come out, there, years. I come out and watch the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he could score goals from free kicks. Yeah. And he used to practice all the time. Still a bit like Beckham. And I can't remember how many points we won in the last minute of games with him hitting a free kick into the top corner and getting three points. And three to a, to a one is a, a big difference. And if we hadn't won the title, you know, then I, I wouldn't have got or, or gone on yeah. in my career. It's about players, you know, and it's about going in and, right, this is the players I've got. For my philosophy to work, I've got enough there and I'll need to recruit five. Will you let me recruit five? No, I'll let you recruit three. OK, what's the most important to get that? And get some semblance of what your philosophy overall is. But the principles that you have must stay, must stay. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a fascinating one with, uh, with Mourinho after, um, I think, Man United, Chelsea. And he talked about, and they, they were criticising Frank Lampard for his philosophy. It was too open, too expansive and, uh, and got done on transitions by Man United who eventually sussed them out and they're going to get beat if they do that. And, uh, you know, is this open, expansive play and blah, blah, blah. And, he's, and he's, it's not about philosophy. It's not about Frank's philosophy or young players. Or, it's about principles. And the main principle is your team has to be compact. If your team isn't compact, now that is a principle. Now you can be compact high up, you can be compact in the middle of the field, you can be compact at the back. That's what you have to decide. Man City, Liverpool, they're compact. They never lose their shape. There's always 30, 40 yards, metres between the back and the front. And they do it high up. And Man City do the same. Now you decide. Sometimes we had teams who were compact low block and we won European Cups. Sometimes in the middle. So the principles, it's not about philosophy and yeah. we're a possession. It's about principles which are set in stone for every sport and, and especially in football. And that is, you have to keep clean sheets. You have to be able to defend well, otherwise you don't win football matches consistently and you need to score goals. And in the middle, you need to work out what you're going to do with that. So, so it's, it's the principles that you've got and it's the players that you've got and it's the players then, if you're able to recruit towards more of your philosophy of play. Yeah. The, the, when it comes to principles, has there been a, a stage in your career um, because you, you've managed at the very highest level and, it, and the pressure that's constantly on you 
and you you're very quickly in another job or another game or another you know uh, another season has there been periods where you've really questioned a principle of of what you believe in uh, uh, you know a basic principle and if you have how, how have you done it? Like, and because because the pressure on you's got to be quite significant. And 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 how have you worked your way through it? Um, or or in the end, have you just gone back to your tried and trusted of what you believed about that principle? Um, I always look at the end and work backwards. So uh, the end is uh, result, win, and how you're going to win. So that's where we start from. We say we're playing that, or you, you can have long-term goals, you can have medium and then short-term. We have, we did that once, Derby, you know, we set goals and set targets. And then uh, Italian players, Stefano and Rani, I'll never forget it. You know, we were saying, what do you think, you know, what goals should we set for this season and uh, what should we be doing? And he just quite simply said, uh, why don't we set a goal of every Saturday we try and win the game? <laughs> and I went, Wow, it was kind of a light bulb moment, yeah, yeah. you know? And I went, Phew, I like that. I like that. I like that. And I went, right, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to build towards that game. And uh, so in, in, in a season, basically, it's, you know, whatever you have, you, see, you have that game and you prepare for that game. You play that game. Then you have to learn lessons from that game. So we play Saturday, we build up Monday to Friday, the most important. We get Monday to Friday right, Saturday will be a good day. Yeah. You know, if we don't get that right, Saturday won't be a good day. And we have to learn whether, how did we win? How did we draw? How did we lose? And then we've got to feed that back to the team and then use that in preparation for playing the next opponent next Saturday, what we're going to do Monday to Friday to do that. So that is the cycle. That's the principle of a cycle that you have. And eventually, if you if you keep going like that, concentrate on how you're going to win. Concentrate on the process Monday to Friday, and then we used, and, and it's it's a famous Man, Man United one. You know, we they worked so hard Monday to Friday, and it was so competitive, and they were such. Uh, you know, when you had button skulls. You know, oh, and Keane competing against each other. You know, you had Neville against Beckham all the time, Neville against Giggs, and, and you had the York and Cole against Stam and Johnson during the week. Saturday was easy. That's what they said. It was hard in the week. It was easy on Saturday. So I, you know, one of my massive, massive principles is get the process right from Monday to Friday in beating that opponent on Saturday. Win, lose, or draw, yeah. how did you do it? Feed them lessons back into the players and yourselves and then go to the next game. And that's from a coach's yeah. and a player's point of view. But a manager has to be a little bit different and that's where Alex Ferguson was good because he used to plan the season, he used to plan it in chunks and periods. And therefore that is for the head coach or the manager to plan a little bit more, and that's the extra responsibility. But if you're a coach and a manager, it's how you win. Yeah. And you've got to win. Stay yeah. in a job. Yeah. I, th I think that's a really good, it, it's basic, but it's a really good way of looking at it because I actually think there's a lot of coaches, and myself included, you can become wed 
to it or tied to a certain way of playing without actually looking at no less it's about winning every week and yeah. working back from that because yeah. I because I, I do think a lot of coaches do look at their wed or tied to a way of playing well, we used to and uh, when I went to Holland fullbacks were wide goalkeepers and, and, and he's chipping the ball to the fullbacks and I'm going crazy what what are you doing you've been pressed kick the ball <laughs> Yeah. You know, English, playing their half, yeah. staying their half. Yeah. You know, no, 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 trainer. This is how we play. You know, I go, wow. You know, and then we, we we built on that, and then and then what they said was that we we would go like that, we set up like that, so that teams press, and then we go over the press, so we beat the press. Whether we beat the press, they press high. We beat the press in the middle, or. Two banks of four with a low block. How do we beat the press? So we like it, you know. So I remember trying it, coming back to Derby and trying it. And, and, and the key thing, the key thing in anything, and especially if you want to play that type of football, is you got to have courage. Courage. As a manager? As, as a manager. Coach. Yeah. As a manager, and, and Pep Guardiola, it's um, Amazon, um, behind the scenes yeah, at Man yeah. City. Yeah. And he says, you know, I'm trying to give you, and he says to the players, my thing, I'm trying to give you courage, give you courage to play. And as a manager, you can lose courage. Easy. And then people used to say to me, you know, what, what makes a, a top manager? What makes a, you know, England manager? What makes? I said, you know what you've got to have? Big balls. Yeah. You've got to have so much courage. And if you play in that principal way, you've got to have so yeah. much courage. Yeah. And take responsibility yeah. for doing that. So we used to say to the teams, look, we do this. And I watch most teams settle like that. And when the pre they still play, and they get caught. Yeah, they still play and they get caught. And you know, even when we had that principle of transition and back, we used to set up, set up. Yeah, they press, and then we used to go over. Yeah, yeah. And Man City do it great now, didn't they? Um, I think I can't remember which game it was, uh, but the teams pressed them and left three on three at the back. And they just yeah, went long. Yeah. And the goalkeeper just went long. And they were three on three. I think it was against Everton. Yeah, it Fantastic. was. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I went. And, and we remember, we showed the guys it and we went, so it's not about playing. It's about how we're going to score yeah, and the process right. yeah. to do that and finding a solution. Yeah. So everything in Holland was about finding a solution to beat the press or to beat the opponent to score a goal. That was a key thing. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. The biggest difference is people. Some coaches can be focused on just being about playing rather than finding a solution and scoring a goal. But why are we playing? Yeah, that's the question. Why are we playing in that way? You know, and, and a question yeah. in Holland. Why is it important to have seventy percent possession every game? Tell me why is it important? And, you know, they get me answers to that. We control the game. Great, great. Control the game. So my my goal, wherever I go, one of my goals is that when I'm sat on the bench, 
I'm in control. We're controlling the game. Now, we might control the game with 70% possession and we're controlling it. We lose it, we get it back. We're controlling the game. Don't guarantee you win it, but we're controlling it. And you're sat there going, yeah, we're in control here. You know, we're in control. Oh, you can be in control and not have the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I've had many times where, and you know, we we had four, five, one, or two banks of four, 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 two, whatever, and we defended low block. But you know what? And there was a lot of crosses going in. There was a lot of, and they had possession. And, but you know what? I was sat there. I want to be as a coach sat there, with my arms folded, going. Yeah, that's the game plan. We're in control of it. Whether we've got the ball or whether we haven't got the ball. Or in them transition moments, our rest defence is right, so that we're... Mourinho made a great one uh, comment after that Chelsea-Man United game. And he said, um, you've got to defend while you attack. And in Holland, they call it rest defence. Right, right. And it's massive, massive to me. And that's a massive principle, is when we're attacking, how are we defending? It's massive. And the only way Chelsea failed was because when they were attacking, they, they weren't, weren't defending. Thinking, right. They weren't thinking about it, yeah. They weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Full-backs were outside, not inside. Aspilicueta got done, blah, blah, blah. So that's a principle. Rest defence must be, must be right. Yeah, yeah. So as you go along, these are principles that, no matter what system you play, your rest defence has to be right. You, off the top of your head, how, how many principles do you have in your... So you go, you, go into a, you go into a club, so if you go into a new team, what, what's important to you? To, what, what do you start with? Um, do you have, you know, just a handful of key principles? Um, how do you approach building your team? I mean, the key thing is to build a culture first. Um, and, uh, you know, the process is the key. Monday to Friday is the key. Saturday becomes easy. So you, you have your way of playing, philosophy, whatever, that gets over, training sessions, everything. But around that, you know, is discipline. Is discipline. Um, and everybody, I want everybody to come to work, whether that's players or staff, and what, look forward to it. And then after the finish, Two or three in the afternoon, they go away going, that was a good day. That's it. You know? And in between that, we work out how we're going to play, what we're going to play, what we're going to work on in the process towards winning on a Saturday. That's it. I think the principles in the main are, uh, for me, I love a nice back four. Uh, clean sheets are key. Uh, you know, why did we win a championship in Holland? Because yes, we were 70% possession. Yes, they wanted to score goals, but the key thing for me is that we want to clean, clean sheets. And, and, you know, Sir Alex was the biggest, you know, the last 10 games of the season. Guys, I want clean sheets. We wow. don't win, you know, defence wins championships. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. And he wanted, and we were attacking and everything like that. And we're scoring goals and everything like that. But that 10 games to go, clean sheets. Interesting, yeah. You know, and I took that, I really took that principle on board. 
And that's I worked on that a lot at Man United because they could score goals no matter what. Yeah. And and coaching attacking play is was at Man United. Throw them a ball and leave them to work it out themselves. Give them that freedom to do that. Um, but it was clean sheets, so I took that wherever. So I got criticised, not criticised, but you know I was just put clean sheet in uh, in Holland and uh, clean sheet wins championships. And why did we win a championship yeah. in Holland? Oh, yes, we kept possession, yes. But we kept more clean sheets than anybody. Why did Man City win the league? Because they keep the ball. Yeah. Why have Liverpool gone from contenders to challengers to eventually going to win it? Because they signed Van Dijk yeah. Yeah. and they sorted out the back four. Yeah. You have to, you have to be able to defend. And that's the first principle. How are we going to do that? Where? Yeah. And in what way are we going to do that? Then, how do we build up? And then, how do we score? Yeah. Final third. And they're the, the key things that you, yeah. you need to work on. Interesting. Um, what, one thing I want to touch on, which I think is quite... I don't think enough people talk about. Uh, I think they do with players, but probably not with managers and coaches, and especially young coaches that are coming through. Um, recovering or dealing with setbacks, whether it's uh, just a loss on a Saturday, um, losing your job, you know, as a, as a manager, because like, there becomes a void, doesn't there, as a, as a manager, either when you lose your job or you lose a game. Like, in your experience, is there, you know, how have you coped? How do you manage? Um, have you got better at it? Is it still, do you still find it's the same as when it was 10 years ago? Yes, it's the same. I hate losing. can't. You know, my main principle going in when I go into a football club and, and I look at it and say, well, this season, you know, as I went into Newcastle, we wanted to stay up. I want to have 10 or 12 good Saturday nights. You know, it's not enough. <laughs> um, you know, when you're going for the title championship, you want 30, 35 good Saturday nights. So, you know, that's the principle of... of of, of wanting to uh, wanting to do that. And what about um, so? Do, do, do you have a process of um, you know how, how do you how do you learn from a past experience? Do, do, do you speak to people? Do you no, get it, advice? For, do you, like as in people, your staff? Do you, do you as a is there a structure you follow? Or? No, I think God, it's so it's never changed from starting to now. Losing kills you. Losing a job kills you. But what what I think helps, and again, it's the process of everything. So if you have a process of Monday to Friday, we're going to win that game. And then what I found is that, say we lose the game, we lose the game. I want to know why. So it's yeah. kind of like problem solving. Yeah. You've got to have that attitude of, this is what the job is. It's solving problems. That's, you know, especially when you're a manager, head coach, you go into a, to, to your ground in the morning at nine o'clock with a plan. You do none of that. As soon as you get in at nine o'clock, you're firefighting. You're solving problems. And there are so many around the football club. You know, on a Monday morning, on a Thursday, picking a team, Friday, doing set. It, it, everything's a problem. And 
So managers are problem solvers. Yeah. And I th and and I like that. Give me a problem, and hey, let's get our heads together. Let's solve this. Ooh, let me go away. Get some knowledge, ideas. Let me go away. All right, right. This is the solution. Okay. So I quite like it. You know, I, I like winning. I hate losing. But when I lose, the only way around it to make me feel better is to know why. And then it's to get them on a Monday morning or a Sunday morning and go, right, this is why we lost the game. And as soon as you've got that out, as soon as you've discovered why, you feel much better. Yeah. As soon as you've interpreted that to the team, you feel a hell of a lot better. And then as soon as you that first session on the training field to to remedy the problems, yeah. is brilliant. Because then you're on the process yeah. for the next game. Yeah, yeah. You're taking control, aren't you? Yeah. Taking control of it. So you, you're not letting it affect you. You're not letting it outside. It's internally, have a look at the game. Externally, what do you think? What do we do? Going through them principles of that. That's why we lost. I work in three, so I mainly say three things. This is why we didn't win. Um, and these are the three things that we need to work on this week for next week. Because we're going to win. All right? We're going to prepare to win. All right? So you've cleaned it out. It's gone. And you're on to the next. And you're back in your bum, 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 mood. So, you know, I always have a principle. 24 hours. Celebrate or commiserate. Yeah. That's it. Get on with it. And would you say it's the same print, the same process when you're out of a job as well? And and also I want to add, add to that is like, do, do you do anything to keep yourself busy? Because I know I've spoke to a lot of managers who are out of work. I'm currently out. You know, you when you're out of work, um, there's a, a complete void in, in going from twenty four seven to then it stops. Like, what do you do to fill your time to keep your mind thinking in a certain direction? Is there anything you do to prepare yourself for the next one? I think the key thing is, um, I left QPR. No, I didn't leave it. Um, I spoke to an agent um, and his client got sacked, uh, left the job. I said, oh, uh, how's he doing? He said, well, he's in that, he's in that period of relief. And I went, wow, that is so right. <laughs> that is so right. Because you're right. You know, and obviously when you, you get the sack, you're coming close to it. So it's building. And it's building in your head and it's 24-7. You can't get out of your head. You can't get, you can't sleep, can't do this until you solve this problem. You know, I'm going to... And you put so much effort and energy into it and you fight. And then sometimes when people say, that stopped... You go, thank goodness for that. <laughs> and you wake up the next morning thinking, I don't have to go in and do that. I don't have to solve that problem. It only lasts a short time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't last long. Yeah. But it's the initial period. So you've, you've got to, that will happen. You've got to get through that. And then comes a question of, what happened there? Yeah, what did I do there? And, uh, you know, you've worked with Bill Bezik, I've worked with Bill um, plenty of times. He always just said, just go in the cave, take your notebook, uh, write down everything, get as much information as you can, and um, why 
that didn't work. Do you ever get Do you ever get anyone to check in with you in that? To, to, you know, I, I always think to when when I do things like that, um, there's certain things I question at times myself, and I need someone just to yeah. Count. I think after, after the initial period of you know a week two weeks, I think you know you're, you're thinking all the time. You're talking to people. You know, you're talking to your staff. You you want to know, don't yeah. you? And that's me. I want to know. And, and the problem is, not many people will tell you. Yeah, they don't want to give you. You know, they have bad news. They go, what, you really want me to tell you why you got the sack? <sighs> yes. Mm. And they'll flower. Not yeah. many people will come out and go, well, because of this, because of this, because of that. You did. So you that. need someone like that, didn't you? You do need someone like that. Who's but honest? I think if you're perceptive enough yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you're honest enough, you know. So after the initial period of soul searching and, and having time to and adjusting, then, and I did it, I remember doing it after England, and I've still got the book, it's about four pages long. And I just sat, and, and after the first two weeks, all the relief of everything, you know, I got sacked against England, I come home. Honestly, a mile down the road, a mile down the road, cameras, Photographers, everything like that, at my gates, you know. And, and until I spoke to them, they wouldn't go away. And someone advised me to go speak to them, take them a cup of tea, or go down with a cup of tea. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I know you were, but, well, well, but this is, you know, I'm feeling like this. Then they all went away. Then, you know, and then you get over that. Then right, you want to know why? She's got to go on. So what mistakes did I make? What did I do? What did I? So, yeah, you find out, it. to be fair, people write enough anyway. Yeah, yeah. That gives you enough reason, and, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But, uh, write it all down. And I did that with England, wrote it all down, four pages, I've still got the books, and that's it. Close the book, learn the lessons, and went right. Move on. What's next? Yeah. Um, last, last question, Steve. Um, right. Especially for younger managers as well. So, how do how do managers find their way back into work? So a young manager gets sacked. Um, what are the things that you you would advise a young manager to do? You know, because you you see a lot of it. I mean, yourself, you've had an unbelievable career, and um, and I think there's a certain level of managers that when they're out of work, which I think is only reserved for a certain level of manager, they can go and do TV work and. Be involved in different things and, and keep keep yourself relevant and current. How did how do the the younger managers in the lower leagues? How do they go about getting back in and keeping themselves in the in the frame or keeping themselves up to date? What, what would you what would you advise? I think I think the key thing is you got to demonstrate the you can't bury yourself and not come out. And, um, you know, I, was, I got sacked for England and uh, Bob Robson. Come on, come on to a game. Come on to a game, Newcastle. Come on, be my guest. No, Bob, I'm not ready. He said, son, I'm telling you, get back on the horse, come to the game. Okay. <laughs> Went to the game. Brilliant. Back on the horse. So get back on the horse, quick. Go to the games. Network. Be busy. But in the right way. Yeah, yeah. In, in the right way. In quite a humble way. Um, and you will feel humble because you, you've got something at the top. Get back on the, 
go on courses, go on everything you can go to, volunteer for everything, get yourself out there. You know, it's only what you're doing for a whole podcast, meeting other coaches, because you never know. You just never know. And I always say to people, I've just had a Brazilian fitness guy, two years, no, over a year now, waiting for a job as fitness. He was applying for all sorts of jobs. And I just said, be patient as much as you can. It's all it needs. It's, it's one phone call and you're back in 24-7. So be, but it's just one phone call. Yeah. And he was just about to go back to Brazil. Just about to go back. Got a phone call. Anderlecht. We went to Anderlecht, January to May. They wanted to keep him. Ajax wanted him. It's his dream job. It's his dream <laughs> club. Brazilian started in Holland. Brilliant. Dream. He's now working at Ajax. One phone call. And he said something which was very interesting to me. He said, Steve, he said, make sure when you yeah, find something that challenges you. Because you can be here, there, and everywhere and going, blah, 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 blah. But, and he used this to do... This is whilst you're out of work. Yeah, whilst you're out of work. Right. He used to do fitness work. Because in gym every day. So find something, get out of bed and do something that challenges purpose, you. you. Yeah, that challenges you. You know, and I used to... That's interesting. Yeah. I used to go... Yeah, so I used to do triathlons, marathons, go to the gym, CrossFit, cycle. Wasn't enough for him, but it it kept his sanity. Yeah. Because when you are out of work, you can get depressed. Yeah. You can go insane, and you can think, you know what? I'm never going to work again. Doing what I want to do. And that's hard. But he did that, and now he's working at Ajax. And that's so that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, and I'm doing it now. You know, we're in here golf course at the back you know this is my next challenge trying to master this game also keeping busy and I'm lucky because I can do it at a, at a different level but you know waiting for the phone call that goes this is the next adventure that you've got in football whatever that may be yeah I like that Steve thank you so much that's You're fantastic trade, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Steve that's brilliant thank you so much I appreciate that cheers Brilliant, thank you.